the show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Jared Johnson, and thanks for joining us this week. On the Healthcare Wrap, we talk about the new digital transformation of healthcare that's happening right here, right now, right in front of us. This digital transformation is exciting to folks like you and me because the healthcare experience is finally becoming about consumers and innovation. If you want to be a part of it, then this is the place for you. We're going to help you find your place in this new movement, and you're going to be one of the ones leading meaningful change. Each week, we speak with leaders who are part of this movement. We share tips on shifting the way that healthcare is experienced and the backstage strategies to stay ahead of the curve in your marketing operations and technology. This is episode number 133. We're now in season four, which is all about digital innovation, where digital intersects other disciplines that have huge implications for marketing, but aren't necessarily considered MarTech. Things like telemedicine, voice, and machine learning. One of the resources we provide you to become leaders of meaningful change is the Shift.Health Content Network. And one of our favorite shows on Shift.Health is the Paradigm Shift of Healthcare podcast. It's hosted by Michael Roberts and Scott Zeitzer from Health Connective. The Paradigm Shift of Healthcare reveals the people and ideas that are changing the delivery of care. On episode 59, their most recent episode, we heard from Dr. Peter Bucher, who's the chief medical officer at Behavior, and that's spelled B-E-H-A-V-R, as in virtual reality, V-R. We also heard from Dr. Allison Brooks, the executive medical director and Dowd chair of Hogue Women's Health Institute. They spoke about how far behavioral health and maternal care can go with virtual reality. It was a super fun conversation, so go check out Paradigm Shift of Healthcare and subscribe today. It's one of our 25 podcasts and video series now available at shift.health. Everything there is free and available on demand. So here's what's going to go down today. We will kick things off with the flavor of the week about picking up the pace and finding your sense of urgency. Then we've got Manly Feinberg to give us a preview of his keynote at the upcoming HCIC at Home conference, November 16th through 18th. He gives us lessons he's learned climbing some of the world's most formidable mountain peaks. It's great. It's a great conversation. You're going to love it. Are you ready? Let's go. Flavor of the week. As change agents, you'll be tasked with setting the pace of transformation. Are you ready? Because you can't accelerate the transformation in your organization until you've picked up the pace personally. As I spent several years working for medical device companies, there was always such a sense of urgency to be the first to offer the latest health tech and tools for providers. They live in a world where being the first to receive an FDA clearance often is the difference between hitting revenue targets or not. 
Business plans typically cascaded down from their clinical approvals, as did their marketing strategies. I'm waiting for hospitals, health systems, and other healthcare organizations to show that same sense of urgency with their digital transformation. Now that consumers know how convenient care can be, the experience is going to be a greater differentiator than ever. Aaron Martin, the Chief Digital Officer for Providence St. Joseph Health and Managing General Partner for Providence Ventures, spoke on a panel at last week's Atlas Conference, and he had some pretty stark words about the dangers of not accelerating transformation efforts. He said, we've kind of run out of time, so if you're not making big investments in digital right now, you should probably look for somebody to buy you. This time last year, he said, I was having the same conversation and I thought the big disruptors were going to be Amazon, Google, or Apple. It turned out to be a worldwide pandemic. But I think it made the situation for our organizations a lot more tenuous because of the heavy lifting that COVID did on behalf of these disruptors by putting practically the whole population on virtual visits. The disruptors are highly enabled, so if we don't get our act together as health systems, then it's actually a worse situation than before COVID because people will go after the most seamless, frictionless experience. He went on to say he's very concerned for the industry. Because it's true that we have these great integrated platforms that deliver all kinds of specialty care, but if somebody else owns the front door, they can dictate terms to us. How do you create that sense of urgency in yourself and among other leaders in your organizations? The answer to that will take a lot more than a three-minute podcast segment, I can tell you that. But we have to speed up the process right here, right now. We have to learn faster and move quicker because someone else already is. That's one part of the new reality that practically everyone can agree on. And that's the flavor of the week. All right. Hey, everyone. I've got Manly Feinberg in the house this week. Uh, Manly is recognized as an award-winning international keynote speaker, a business leader, and an author whose work has been featured uh, in a lot of places on NBC, CBS, ABC, and Fox, in the New York Daily News, Entrepreneur, and World News. By reverse engineering decades of failure and successes in businesses and the mountains, which I can't wait to hear more about, this is what Manly does. Manly brings a unique perspective that will not only equip us, but inspire us to step up as leaders and reach our next summit. And I just want to welcome Manly first and foremost. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Jared. How are you? I'm doing great. Manly's going to be one of our keynote speakers at HCIC at Home, the virtual conference, November 16th through 18th. And you you can learn more about his inspiring keynotes and his latest book. It's called Reaching Your Next Summit. You can hear more about that at verticallessons.com. So Manly, you're the man here. You and I were just speaking about this fortune I had of, of recently actually doing a little bit of rock climbing and hiking. And it was it made it sound like I've gotten to travel a lot this year, which I have not. It was the first really trip, really the first uh, traveling I've gotten to do in, in many, many, many months. And it was just a fortunate timing that now I get to talk to you about anyone who's, whose email signature ends with on belay. I'm like, okay, we are colleagues. We can talk here. So uh, very cool. You're calling in, uh, you're, you're speaking with us today from the region of the, of the country known as Colorado, one of my favorite places in the country. How are things today? Just how's the world? How's life right now? Oh, it's uh wow. <laughs> That's a good, good kickoff question, right? Life is interesting, I think, for all of us, isn't it? Here specifically, I'm having enjoyed an amazing weather. So we finally moved. We've been trying to get to Colorado for years and moved out here and got everybody out here. Um, and so, yeah, I've been enjoying the weather and uh, just happy to happy to be here. And uh, it's it's yeah, life's been interesting. But I feel like for me, at least in um, you know like everybody's watching this I and mean, you're, you've been directly impacted by the pandemic in this crazy year. 
for me, I feel like I'm getting in a groove finally, and I've, which we can talk about more. I'm starting to let go of some things I was holding on to. I think that were holding me back and starting to embrace the reality of the way things are, at least for now. And so, yeah, I'm leaning into that more. And I'm feeling feeling a little more settled, I guess, in a way, even though there's tons of uncertainty still for all of this. So, yeah. How are you? I'm doing really well. I think it's one of those things, you know, we can always think about in the early going of the pandemic, it was easy to say, like to commiserate with all the things that we weren't mm-hmm. expecting. And now I like to ask if, if anything has gone right for people in 2020, you know, is there, were there yeah. any like silver linings or, or things like, Hey, despite everything, here's something that, that has gone well for us. So maybe that's something I can ask you. Has, has anything gone well for you lately? Maybe it's the move or just anything else in, in general that you'd like to share? That's great. It's a great question. I think the thing um, I'm starting to realize it now is I saw our kids, uh, our son came home from, had to leave campus you know, in the spring. He was a freshman in college. Our daughter was a senior in high school. And we just, you know, with them being home, we got to spend a ton of time with them that we, you know, we normally would not have spent with them. So that's something we're already realizing as a real, a real blessing in the middle of all this. And it just in general for, I mean, I feel like it's been hectic, but I think also that I've had more flexibility as well because I haven't been able to travel. Unfortunately, I've been doing a lot of virtual programs, which is great, but you know, it's interesting life. I think it's, it's like everything's calmer in a way as far as we, our world is chaotic, right? But, but if you pause for a minute and realize, Hey, wait a second, there's, you know, I've got some freedom now. A lot of people working from home and it brings its own challenging challenges. But then we also have a degree of flexibility, I think to get out and, and little simple things like being with your loved ones or exercising more. So that's, that's big blessing. I think when I look back on it and I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm trying to just recalibrate my mind up into, it was, I'm so resisting the whole thing because it was, I mean, all it sucks, right? It's like, this is like, what's going on. So, you know, we've been saying that out loud so much, like, this is weird. This is so weird. This sucks. Finally, just letting some of that go and go. Yeah. And you know, here's, here's where I am and here's how I see a path forward, you know, and, um, or a path today. You know, a lot of that for me has been, something we can talk about too, is zooming, zooming out to see the big picture. What do I really want? What am I fighting for still? But then just what do I got to get to focus on today, right? This morning, I have this really big life decision that's in the back of our minds for six months now, at least. And my mind just started going there. And I'm like, no, I don't have to solve that this morning. You know, I think a lot of awareness is, can be very helpful to be aware of where we're kind of looped into thoughts and patterns that are really stressing us out and not really uh, something we even have to be worried about because, you know, our analytical mind is always trying to protect us. So, it's uh, been very troubled <laughs> by all, all of this. So, yeah, I don't know if that's uh, helpful, but that's something I've been really, really trying to do is try and, you know, zoom out, is, but also just focus on, you know, day-to-day in a lot of ways. So. I love that. The the thought of, I don't have to solve that right this minute. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I'm working on it. I'm definitely yeah. thinking about it, but I, yeah. I don't have to solve it right now because right. I... I think there's a lot of a lot of those tuning into the podcast, tuning into this that that has definitely crossed their mind. I've got to solve all these things. I've there mm-hmm. there are more unknowns than ever, and I have to solve for all of them. That's a great way to just start thinking about the mindset that that's part of how we're going to be successful starting now and, and moving forward in, in this new mm-hmm. world. Yeah, the, uh, I really enjoy. Um, I've had a meditation practice off and on for mostly on. I've hit about almost 800 days in a row of meditating at least five or 10 minutes. It's nothing sophisticated, but been very helpful, especially with all this chaos. 
but a famous meditation teacher, I heard him say on a podcast, uh, his name's Jack Cornfield. And he said, whenever his analytical mind is getting out of hand, and this guy is a legendary you know, meditation guy, you would think he'd mastered it. But the reality is we never master the worry in our thoughts. We can never really, I think the myth is that we're going to be able to one day stop that and really be not stressed and focus. But that doesn't happen. Our mind is always going to be trying to solve for us and protect us really, right? So it's really about our relationship with that conversation and those thoughts. And something he says to his mind when he notices, again, like we mentioned earlier, the awareness piece, I've noticed I'm kind of looped into this and I'm stressing out on this. As he says, uh, thank you for trying to protect me. I'm okay for now. And he just literally says that to himself, to his, you know, to his worrying mind. Uh, I'm okay for now. So I think, because we're really, if you think about it, even now that things have sort of settled in things, I think still everyone watching this podcast or listening to it, uh, things are still very, very um, uncertain, right? So it, our, we're, our biology is wired to look for threats and it's going to be a constant thing. So I mean, we have to be proactive about the awareness around that and how do we counter that from a thought perspective, from a physicality perspective and, and in our environment. Uh, otherwise, it's just the cumulative stress is not going to get any better. I think, you know, it's, uh, I think things are going to get better, but I think if we were waiting for the, this to all go away so we could feel not stressed and have a fulfilled, meaningful life, we're, we're going to be suffering a lot more, right? So, yeah. I think so too. You know, part of it is that there's, it's not like somebody is out there with all the answers and they're withholding the answers from all of us. Right. Nobody has the answers. And sometimes that adds to the stress. Sometimes that actually makes me feel better knowing yeah. that because that, yeah. that doesn't put more pressure on me to know the answers too. Like, Nobody knows them. Like, let's, you know, what parts can we figure out? And I think that this whole thought of, of the mindset as being part of how we're going to succeed moving forward when we're talking about any kind of workplace mm-hmm. culture, any type of individual work culture. A lot of times that culture is no longer physically in a workplace where it used to be. Like you said, there's a lot more working virtually now. Mm-hmm. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. So, so the time the time really has come. If we haven't gotten to this point yet of of starting to think through how are we going to succeed, how are we going to go into the unknown? And to me, that's that's going to be the topic of our rap battle today. So let's move right on into that. Rap battle. A rap battle is where we challenge the status quo. And I've got to say, Manly, when I think about the status quo for our listeners here, most of them have some sort of capacity in a in a healthcare digital marketing team. They're responsible for a website. They're responsible for social media. They're responsible for ways to get a story out there or build gener- build demand in a service in something that ultimately does improve somebody's lives. You know, that's kind of like the macro. Uh, that's who's, for the most part, attending HCIC at home this year or is listening and watching the, and, and tuning into this. And they've gone through a lot. <laughs> the industry's gone through a lot this year. There were the early days of all-nighters, of redoing all signage, of creating new websites, of telling Google, you know, here's... Now this location is closed. Now this location is different hours. Now this doctor's working out of this office. And that was not easy. It feels like we've been out of that phase for a few months now. And now we're just saying, okay, everything in front of us is unknown. What do we do? So Mm -hmm. 
Where do we go from there? What? How do we start leading into the unknown? Yes, great, great question. The uh, one of the things I've I've learned the hard way, um, as you mentioned, my my work is sort of based on this these two realities and worlds in which I've straddled for years, and that is one is going into the wilderness or the outdoors or mountains and and trying to experience something that's challenging and climb something, climb a mountain, and then in the business world dealing with all the stresses that you know you you're dealing with right now. Uh, those of you watching this. For listening, and what I found is lots and lots of lessons and insights that really helped me and helped others and that I've worked with. One of the things, one of the first things I noticed is that um, I would come back to the world of business, is that uh, there was no very, it was very challenging to focus. And then you know whether it's we're in the middle of a pandemic or just any any modern American business is typically under a lot of pressure. People seem like they're always working with less resources, and you know now is crazier than ever. And I've always asked people this question: I said, you feel like in your life and your work and your personal life and your professional life? Do you feel like you're trying to climb one mountain in your life or do you feel like you're trying to climb multiple mountains? And everyone always answers multiple, right? How about for you, right? It's lots of different things you're trying to do, right? And then what I noticed in the world, when we climb something, we, we have to go and pick an area, a mountain, and then, you know, a specific route. And that's it. You, you're climbing one one thing at a time, period. You just It's not possible to do that. And it demands a presence and a focus. And this is one of the reasons I, I personally believe that climbing mountains is easier than day-to-day living. You know, people look at the photos and they're dramatic and beautiful or whatever. And they're like, oh my gosh, it seems crazy. But I think it's a lot easier because it's such a simplified focus. So what this yielded is this lesson I call declaring your current climb. So what it means is it's it's not, it's really important to explain what it means and what it doesn't mean. Because a lot of people, as soon as I say that, they go, okay, I, I can't just do one project, manly. You don't understand. I can't just turn all these other things off. And I totally understand. What I'm asking people to do is to to have the clarity, always have the clarity to know of all the projects and all the thing, initiatives in my life, it can be a project or not, which one is the most important, it's going to be the highest value, high leverage, and which one am I going to declare a momentum on? And, and so it's a declaration of momentum to say, this initiative, I'm going to move forward every single day, no matter what. And then I'll get to all these other things I'm dealing with, right? This could be personal life or professional. And, you know, I've had, you know, times we might have something in our personal life that's such a big initiative or a weight on us. You know, for us, when we were doing our move, that was just one thing where even for my business, there was a period of where I'm like, I've got to get this house sold and then get this move done. So that can supersede everything. So until that was done, it was going to, you know, drag me down and then impact everything. So um, it could be personal life. It could be health and diet choices, uh, environment, things that are just fundamentally foundational keys for you to do what you need to do. And definitely at work, right? There's, it's hard though. This is a conversation I want to encourage people to have is ask, ask the question of their leadership and say, hey, I've got, here's these 15 things and initiatives that you know were important. Things are constantly changing right now too, right? So I think for us to keep going after all the big list and assume that everything's still as urgent, uh, you know, we, we can't do that, but to constantly go back and ask what's changed, what what's our most important initiative right now that's going to serve our patients and uh, the people and our our healthcare organizations at the highest level. And what is that? Where do we need to have that momentum? What's the most important project or initiative of all of them? And just pick one and move that forward every single day. So that um, that's one way in which I think we can lead in the unknown is about getting clarity and getting focus. First of all, it's also about relationships too. So that's another piece that you know, I've talked about a lot as well. So how do we support people proactively in that 
situation. But uh, before you get all fired up about that, I'll let you <laughs> respond. <laughs> no, I, you know, I definitely want to dig into that part. I think it's interesting because I, I think you nailed it in terms of uh, people are going to, the, the response that it sounds like you, you get before when you mentioned the, the need to focus, people say, I, I have, I can't turn off all these other things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in healthcare, there, there's always like the little piece that's attached to the end of that of, or people aren't going to get the care they need. You know, ultimately, like even if you're not talking to, you know, we're not the nurses and the doctors and the care teams involved in the care itself, but there's a lot of other people invested in, in, in doing other things behind the scenes. And so I don't know if sometimes I, I felt that when I've worked at a hospital, when I've worked for a health system, I've thought I've got to do my job right. It just felt like a little extra layer of pressure, even though I wasn't directly, you know, hands-on with the patient. I felt like if I do my job right, I mean, it was the flip side was if I did my job right, I'm helping people. I'm connecting them with the care they need. And I'm not the one doing the care, but I'm, I'm helping them find it usually. So there was just that little extra pressure I felt like. And I don't know if everyone uh, feels that same way, but I know I did at some points. And so I think that's such a, an important thing to say. Like we almost have to remind ourselves every day now. Okay, mm-hmm. got to focus. It's too easy to, to say, hey, I, I focus for today, but <laughs> what about tomorrow? You know, how are we going to do that? So I don't know if there's any, any thoughts on that about how to keep doing that. Like once you feel like you've, you've stayed focused for a little period of time, how do you stay focused after that? Yeah, that's been a huge challenge for me too. And especially during all this is, I think there's, I had this quote on my uh, laptop here that, and it's in my, I have a planner and a journal that I created that you can get online. That's not the point of this, but, um, and the point is that I have the guy's name that said the quote, I can't remember it right now, but discipline is remembering what you want. Scott, something this guy said, so you can Google it. But this, I think is a key. There's two pieces of this. One is, I think we do are constantly have to remind ourselves of what do we really want? Right. And another fundamental question in that same zone is why would it be worth it for me to do this? Right. To, and it may be some days just simple. It's like, Hey man, I got to pay the bills. I got to show up and do, do this, this work. But that's, you know, that only goes for so for most people that only goes for so long for so deep. Right. So we really, we have to, it's really hard to, to come back and reconnect with why we got into it to begin with, or any moment, here's a great thing you can do is ask, you know, ask yourself if there's a patient story or there's some interaction or what's a moment in your career where it was worth it and you felt fulfilled and you're like, wow, now that's why I do what I do, you know, and perhaps that was a story, a story that you helped shine the light on in your organization for people to be aware of that the great work and that you're doing and your, your people are doing out there. It's so we're such in such a grind. It's easy to lose track of that, and because we are having to do so much, and so much is expected of people right now. So just being intentional about that and remembering some meaningful story for you, right? Or some, uh, and it maybe directly impacted you or not, but uh, that can be really helpful. And it's something I think it's uh, it's easy to lose, lose sight of, right? So what uh, discipline is remembering what you want, and then why would it be worth it? Why was it worth it anyway? What, what's the most meaningful? A moment I've had in this work and, and literally try to go back and relive that so you can get some of the emotional impact of that. That can be really, can be help you recharge and get refocused, you know, keep going another day to serve. Nice. Hey there, listeners. If you're all about listening to your website visitors to learn more about how to improve your website experience, then G Site is for you. G Site is a suite of digital improvement tools that capture the voice of the digital customer. 
Hi, I'm Rob Klein, co-founder of G-Site and founder and CEO of Klein & Partners, a market research and brand consulting firm dedicated to helping hospitals and health systems find their brand voice. I co-developed this service offering with the team at Greystone.net several years ago. G-Site helps you prioritize and focus your website improvement and enhancement efforts. It's a suite of solutions including a pop-up website experience survey tool, a user-friendly dashboard and reporting tool, a user behavior tracking tool, expert consulting services, and more. What if I told you that 8% of your visitors have a new negative opinion of your brand after visiting your website? Now multiply that number by the total number of annual visitors. Does that number scare you? If so, go to www.graystone.net forward slash G site to learn more about how we can help and sign up for an introductory overview. Hope to speak with you soon. I like that. I don't think I, I ask myself that enough. Like, what would make this worth it? You know, that, that part, especially that's a great thing to remember. Like that is definitely part of helping to shift our mindset during, during all the unknown out, out there that can help uh, for sure level set there. Okay. So let's dig into relationships then. Cause you mentioned that as an important aspect of this too. talk about relationships. Uh, you mentioned in the opening there about the belay uh, when you're climbing, the word is B-E-L-A-Y. And it's a simple mechanism that refers to in the world. Of, I mean, really the fundamental answer to the question I always get, people say, well, how can you do that? How can you climb sheer walls, live on for days uh, and anywhere in the world? You know, uh, not to mention an environment that might be a hostile political environment or not having English speaking team members. Or I've been in some very interesting situations that we'll talk about in the keynote. But it's really about the connection and that relationship with the person that is someone has the rope in their hands for you. And you mentioned that you climbed recently. And uh, as you know, there's something very powerful about trusting and knowing this person's got me. They got, they've got my back no matter what. And so that really is the core of one of the core fundamental lessons of above all else that I, I've tried to really reverse engineer and to bring that into you know, the world of business for us and in, in, uh, in my work. And the, really the how-to on that, I think most people would get that. If I said, if your relationships are stronger, are you less stressed? Are you more successful? Are you more fulfilled? The answer is absolutely yes, right? So then how do we go about that? And I think what, what we really have to do, and especially now more than ever, is be really intentional about building relationships and maintaining and deepening relationships with people in our lives that we need for ourselves and that we know they might need our support, right? Some people push back and say, well, mainly... I connect with people all day long. I've got email, voicemail coming on my ears. So one thing this is not, is just you being responsive to what you have to do, right? Be responsive to all the inputs. This is outbound and it's being very just intentional and strategic in a way to ask a simple question every, every day. Two simple questions I encourage people to ask. One is, who do I need on belay today? So who's holding the rope for me today? Who do I need to be my best self today? And that might be uh, someone, you know, personal life, spiritual life, professional life, but whoever that is, I want you to think of that person and you know make a little note their name or, or their initials or whatever. And then the second piece of that question, a second question is, who do I know might need me on belay today? So one thing, don't overanalyze this, right? Just let your heart or your head, something's going to come to you right away. A person's going to pop in your mind, and trust trust that. Trust your intuition, your and your mind, and all the power we have on board to figure that out. And then get reach out to that person outbound. So it's not inbound, it's outbound. And just let them know you're thinking of them. And uh, hey, I've got you on my mind today. How are you? I got your back. I know you're struggling with something or what? It's just a simple, meaningful, intentional connection. 
And what happens if we do this consistently outbound, what happens is those relationships start to be stronger. And then whenever the stress comes or you're having to have a difficult conversation, it, it really gives you the courage, first of all, to move forward and lead in your in your own way and be whether you're a head of leadership title or not. And it also it really serves others. I mean, that's fundamentally what we're trying to do, right? Is how do we do that? So it's something that um, it's really simple, but it's I think executing it consistently can be challenging, but it's absolutely worth worth it. And that's been a really a key lesson before this ever started. And the teams I've been working with, bigger events, small teams, whatever the context, that's been a, a real key to people building building the you know some semblance of support and uh, and to be able to build some momentum in their efforts. Nice, great. That's really interesting. The Flipping it around, like the the part that really got me was, yeah, who can I be on delay for today? Because mm-hmm. again, just just being very transparent, that was not always the first question on my mind this year. <laughs> you know, like from day to day, uh, who can I reach out to and, and help? Yeah, and and be there for. So, uh, what a great reminder there. Yeah. That, that's how relationships happen, though they are they are not one sided in life and work yeah. and business anywhere. So, a really good reminder. Yeah, it gets, I agree with you too. And I've caught myself most, I would just be really like, like I said, transparent. I think most of this year, a lot of this year, I've been caught up in my own crap. I mean, in our, in my head and the fear and everything else. And I know I'm not alone with this. And it's, that's another powerful piece of that question is it does help you get out of your worrying about you and which, like we talked about at the very beginning, our, our minds trying to protect us. So I get that. But it really helps focus us outward and serving and supporting others in a way that helps us get out of our head and, and and into action into something that's going to be useful for someone else, you know, not just uh, caught caught my own little misery. (laughs) Yeah, so true. All right, so, okay, so I'm going to start winding down here, but what do you think, uh, so attendees are, like, they're all going to be virtual this year, so that's going to be different for you as a speaker too, but what do you hope attendees get from a keynote, like, that they can take away with them and, and keep using in their lives? Like, what's What's one thing that just stands out that you think, hey, if, if nothing else, I hope they get this out of attending yeah. my presentation. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I know you're going to get a good content out of my presentation, right? So I have uh, really specific, crystal clear lessons and insights that I share with people that are going to help you. And I know this because I, and I say that humbly, because I've worked with thousands of people and lots of people through over thousands or several thousand, even during the pandemic. I know the lessons are relevant and they impact people. The thing that I really hope people get out of my presentation is an inspiring and motivated anchor moment for themselves for, for you, right? So I don't know what it is for you. Why Why would it be, this we talked about this earlier, why would it be worth it for you to take something I share with you or anything else you pick up in the virtual conference and implement it? Because I know we're going to have great content. You're going to hear stuff. It's like, oh yeah, that was, well, that's brilliant what they're doing over there. Why don't we do that? I like this, you know, lesson that Manly shared. The challenge is, you know, we can have the moment even in a virtual conference and feel good and be, uh, you know, be motivated right down. But what's going to really push you to actually implement that when you, you know, in a week or two, right? So I hope most that people find their own personal reason, their inspiration, their motivation, and it maybe some how I show up, how I show up as far as my heart or my words or someone else or being honest and, and reflecting. And it's going to take a little bit of work and I think some intentionality, but that's what I hope people get most is uh, to, to be inspired to actually use something from that they pick up at the conference so that when they connect with their colleagues, you know, virtually or in person uh, down the road, that life's a little better, really. I mean, that's the point of this is we're trying to improve the lives of people 
who are in this industry and, and in this specific line of work so they can go improve lives and enjoy, enjoy the life more themselves. Right. And, uh, so yeah, people are, people are struggling with this. I mean, even though we're starting to get in a groove, it's, I feel like people need to be lifted up and recharged and feel refreshed a bit and like, okay, you know, some a re- injection of hope as well. Uh, just as, okay, we, we're going to, we're going to get, we're getting through this. And if six months is already fun by our eight months, you know, it's just, it's crazy. Um, before we know it, we're going to be looking back and going, wow, can you believe what we did? Because I believe everybody watching this has what I believe you have what you need inside and the lessons and experiences in your life to navigate through this. And I think we're just a little more intentional about who we help and how we connect with people and, and our focus and momentum. Some of the things we shared, we're going to we're going to get through this before we know it. Oh, thank you for sharing that. And I, I hope that's the case. I, I'd like to think that, too. We'll look back a few months from now and say we made it through that. And we're ultimately better for it. Uh, it was painful. It was not fun mm-hmm. in most cases, but look what we did. Like we couldn't mm-hmm. say that a year ago. We couldn't say that we are this type of person now because we hadn't gone through what we just went through. So I, I generally hope that's how we're all feeling. Uh, Manly, it's, it's, it's been great. Uh, how can listeners and, and viewers, how can anyone connect with you if they want to connect with you uh, prior to the conference? Oh, thank you. Yeah, if you go to go to my website, it's Vertical Lessons. It's uh, Vertical, the word B-R-T-I-C-A-L-L-E-S-S-O-N-S, verticallessons.com. And I've got email on there. My cell phone number is plastered all over the website. You could text me, call me, email me, uh, check out my videos, check out my book. Let me know if I can do anything to support you uh, in advance of us connecting. Um, I'd welcome, love to, love to hear from people. So uh, anytime. Oh, thanks so much. Well, in the meantime, uh, I can't uh, can't wait to uh, attend the, the keynote. And in the meantime, stay safe, stay well, and I look forward to staying connected with you. Thank you, Jerry. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks to Manly, and thank you for listening. Don't forget to be a part of the digital transformation in your organizations. That starts by telling your friends and colleagues about this podcast. Listen, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. Healthcare App is a member of the Shift.Health content network. Go check it out at Shift.Health. It's podcasts and video series about shifting the way healthcare is experienced. So on behalf of Manly and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks, and that's a wrap.